Are you ready to go higher in the Lord? Well, hello and welcome to A New Level Awaits You. I am your host, Lois Flewelling. We all desire spiritual growth, but do not always know where to begin. On A New Level Awaits You, we provide steps to guide you into your divine assignment and reach greater levels of greatness in the Lord. New levels include receiving dreams and visions, more intimacy on a daily basis, deeper levels of understanding the Word of God, and experiencing God encounters that will change your life. Get inspired by stories of those who have had life-changing encounters with the Lord. Expect to receive and believe for everything God has promised you. Using biblical strategies and revelation, you will begin to soar above every obstacle so that you can reach new levels of anointing, authority, spiritual encounters, and be able to enter into your divine assignment. You will grow in your faith, grow in your anointing and intimacy, and learn how to walk in greater freedom. But most importantly, a warrior spirit will arise within you as you step up in faith and determination to advance the kingdom of God. So get ready to go from glory to glory for new levels await you. The Lord said to me very, very clearly, no more excuses. You can hear me. And so as I asked the Lord about that, I said, Lord, what what do you mean by this? You know I talk to you. You know that I have conversation with you on a regular basis. What are you really saying, Lord? And I felt in my spirit that the Lord has a strong desire right now to really touch his people and to have conversation with them. He wants us to be able to hear him today more than ever before why do i say that because we're living in a season and a time when we desperately need a guidance from the lord the problem is is that many people feel like they never hear him they never they never uh sense his presence they don't feel that he's even listening to him i've heard where it feels like their prayers just hit a wall fall down they just don't have that confidence in the Lord. And so what you need to understand is that God is always speaking to us. He's always talking. He's all around us. It's whether we tune into him, whether or not we hear what he is saying. And so as I was thinking about all of this, if God wants us to draw closer unto him, you know this, he loves you very, very much. He has a deep desire to have a relationship with us. And so let's examine some of these key factors that may be breaking down that communication between God and ourselves. So first of all, forget all the gimmicks, forget all the the formulas. We're not going to get into any of those. This isn't that kind of a message at all. What the message is, is that in order to hear God's voice clearly, We need to have a quality relationship with him. And if we have a quality relationship with him, guess what? It empowers us. It empowers us to hear God more regularly, more frequently. And the closer we get to God, the more we're going to 
enjoy this ongoing conversation with him. So it's a listening. It's a hearing from him. He listens to us. We listen to him. He will hear and, and respond, and we can do the same back with him. And what God does is he uses these conversations to transform us into the kind of person that he wants us to become. Our relationship is, should not be confined to, oh, Lord, I'm in this dire strait, so please, Lord, give me this, do this. You know, this is, seems to be the type of uh, relationship that many have with him. I only come to the Lord when I need something, when I'm desperate. And that should not be. This relationship should be ongoing. It should be a quality relationship, a friendship. Because God has created you to have this close friendship with him. And so he, he desires to walk with us personally, moment by moment, as we go through life. And whatever excuses we have for believing that this is not going to happen or can happen, you know, that's got to be dropped. They've got to be removed. It doesn't matter what you've done. God, this is what God says. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you believe about yourself, that you think you've separated yourself from God or from that friendship. It doesn't matter what lies that you are even believing around God himself and who he is. Because some of us, you know, we, we kind of correlate our Heavenly Father with our own earthly fathers. And that is not accurate. God is not like many of the fathers. There's many good fathers out there. But remember, this is a different relationship. And we kind of project those kind of relationships onto him. Well, God's word, you know, this has been confirmed through many people's lives that are in the Bible, like Moses, David, Paul, Peter. There's many others, too where God had a very close relationship with them and he walked with them and he told them, guided them, directed them, told them when to go and maybe gave them a warning and said, you better not do that right now because you're going to get in trouble if you do that. So this is the kind of relationship that, that God has. Now I want to focus in a little bit uh, around Moses. So, but first of all, we wonder, okay, how did those people have such a close relationship with the Lord? Um, and what's the difference? Why are we not? And the difference is, is because they dropped their excuses and they said yes to God. Now, I want you to think about Moses. Moses had a very unique relationship, a special relationship with God. Yet his life was full of insecurities. He was the most insecure man, I think, that was in the Bible. You know, that, that God tells us about. He's very insecure. He had a lot of confusion around his loyalty. Do I stay loyal to my birth family? Or do I stay loyal to this royal, royal family that I lived with and who raised me? What do I do in all that? There was a lot of confusion around that for Moses. Moses made some poor decisions. One of the greatest decisions that he made that really kind of uh, threw him off track was when he killed the Egyptian. And then he ran away and isolated himself. Moses was uh, the kind of person that, that decided, I'm just going to separate myself. I'm going to go away. I'm going to 
you know, just stay away from people in general. Uh, and and I, I know God's not going to do anything with me. And that's so wrong because God will use all of us. In fact, you know, one of the things that Moses said repeatedly when God came to him and says, Hey, Moses, I want you to bring the Egyptians, uh, I mean, the Israelites out of Egypt for me. Moses was going, Who am I? Who am I to, to be able to do that? I can't do that. Isn't that what we say? Who am I? I've done this, this, and this, and this. I'm not, I don't qualify. And this is what Moses was saying. And the Lord repeatedly spoke back to him, Moses, I'm going to be with you. And then Moses would go, what if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if they, you know, and he starts whining, in my opinion, and I think we whine too. Well, what if this doesn't work out? And what if that, you know, and God just kept on pressing in on him. And so then finally Moses said, pardon me, Lord, but I've never been eloquent. I've never been eloquent in the past. I'm not eloquent now, even as you speak to me. I am slow of speech and tongue. And God just even then said, but Moses, I'll be with you. I'll give you the words. And Moses kept on, kept on, you know, excuse, excuse, excuse. And finally, Moses, uh, God got a little bit upset and he says, okay, I'll give you Aaron. He'll go with you. He'll be your voice for you. So every single time Moses came back at the Lord with his excuses, and you can read about this in Exodus 4 if you want. And every time God had an answer, a reply. And yet Moses finally even said to God in verse 13 of chapter 4, he said, please, will you just send somebody else? You know, excuse after excuse after excuse. And yet God continued to speak to him. We do the same things. We have excuse after excuse after excuse. And the Lord, I think, is saying today, we cannot live under those excuses anymore. He is telling us, come on, people, no more excuses. You can hear my voice. You can walk in my plan. I have a wonderful and great plan for you. In fact, I'm going to be with you. This plan is to help you and guide you. And I've got great things in store for you. You know, Moses finally said, okay. He reluctantly did this, but he said, yes. And he entered into this friendship with the Lord. Now, if you read through Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, you're going to find these words over and over and over again. And it says, the Lord said to Moses, <laughs> over and over and over again. You knew they had a wonderful relationship, but it was a relationship that Moses depended on the, on the Lord for because he was out of his realm. He didn't know how to, he didn't even, he had no more excuses, but he also didn't know how to do it. So he had to depend on the Lord who would go before him and do whatever was necessary to help him to get the people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. 
But you'll also notice some other scripture here, and it said in every one of those books, it was like, it's also said, and the Lord, uh, excuse me, and Moses did what the Lord commanded, which I find so, you know, it was like God spoke, Moses spoke, God did what he told Moses he would do, Moses did what God told him to do. In fact, as their friendship developed over time, um, they would spend more and more time together. And they, as they both listened, as they both grew in this relationship, they walked through this life journey. And we know that for Moses, he was known for prayer and he was known for spending time with the Lord. And every time that people complained, Moses would go to the Lord about it. Every time that the that the people would get grumbling and upset, Moses would go to the Lord and say, okay, what do we do about this? This relationship was not one-sided. That we know because Moses confronted the Lord. We find out in Numbers 11 and 12, if you want to check that scripture out, is that he often confronted the Lord especially when the Lord was going to do some specific things to the people and get angry with the people. Moses would intercede for the people. He would, he would come right, you know, in and say, Lord, you basically, you can't do that. Think about this, Lord. See the conversation. See the relationship that they have. In fact, even when his sister Miriam and Aaron uh, when they complained, they were whining about his leadership. They went to the Lord and they complained about Moses. You know, this is a time when Moses got really angry too, and he put leprosy on onto Miriam, and and Moses intervened there as well. And so she only got seven days outside of the camp instead of much more that the Lord wanted to do. So Moses' relationship. I think is really described in Exodus 33, 7. And it says in the scripture, it was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. And verse 10 says, and when the people saw the clouds standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. And inside the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. You see, Moses and even Joshua, because Moses would come out of the tent, Joshua would stay in even longer. They purposely developed a place and a time to be with God. Verse 17 says, God said this to Moses. He said, I know you by name. Why? Because Moses' priority was to stay close to the Lord. He understood that he needed this. He understood that this friendship was really important. This friendship, his life depended upon it. But Moses also had some right motives for wanting to hear from God. And we need to consider our own motives sometimes if we want to hear correctly. What do your motives stem from? Are they from selfish motives, selfish reasons? Are you only expecting to receive and and not give anything back? Or even just have hardly from your end? See, any quality relationship that you have is both parties 
having pure motives for wanting to be together. And you can feel it. You sense it. You know when you're being used. You know when somebody uh, wants to spend quality time with you and you both enjoy it. See, no more excuses really uh, includes checking our own motives for why. Why do you want to hear from God? But remember, it must include a motive of enjoying Him, enjoying each other, desire to learn, to grow from the conversation, and be active in doing what the Lord wants from you, as well as you receiving what the Lord wants, you know, what you expect from the Lord. And we do expect, and there's nothing wrong with that, because He's very gracious and kind and good to us. See, we must make our goal more than just hearing from God. We must understand and know that we are important to Him. We must remain humble in order to faithfully receive and respond to the messages that God gives to us. You know, we can't just dismiss a message when it's beyond what we think it should be. I find that often. If God gives a message to somebody and they they get excited, they share, and then they dismiss it because they disqualify themselves because of all the excuses that they've held on to. Focusing on a developing a respectful relationship with God is very, very important. And we must wait for his timing to deliver the messages back. Sometimes we just get a little bit too impatient, don't we? Remember that God uh, desires the relationship over the message. And I know this. I want to just talk to you a little bit about this. God communicates to us in many forms, but mostly it's through our minds. We may hear God speak through uh, dramatic ways, such as through angels, through visions, through dreams, even miraculous events. But most often how God speaks is through that thought. It's that still small voice. It's inside of us, and we need to recognize and actually test it to make sure that it is God. We might hear God speaking when, he, when we read our Bible. You, you, most of you know this. Or even just praying quietly. Or maybe it's from when we seek counsel from somebody else, especially Christians. But usually God does speak through those thoughts, those still small voices to encourage us, to guide us, and to help us as we walk closely with him. So we must renew our minds and drop every excuse we have. I want you to start inviting the Holy Spirit to renew your mind every day. Ask God to cleanse your mind and courage, and, and, you know, just ask him to cleanse it. Just renounce every lie, every false belief, every misguided plan that you have. Trust God to place his truth, thoughts, and purposes within you. Like I said, he has a wonderful plan for you, and it's a plan to prosper you and bless you. And then accept and become determined to become active in your role in this communication, in this, in this uh, relationship with the Lord. Begin to recognize God's voice above all other voices. You know, we have our own little voice, that fleshly voice that wants, it's a flesh 
thing that wants and desires and so forth. We've got the voice of others coming at us, things that we've been told we can and we can't do or who we are. We have to we have to let go of a lot of that. Even the demonic voices that constantly are expressing negativity and falsities. We've got to confront those. And God's voice actually carries a weight with it. And in this weight, there's a lot of authority that is in it. And it expresses a spirit of peace, confidence, joy, even reasonableness and goodwill. God will never send you a message that will contradict the Bible's principles. And so we must know what the Bible is saying so we can recognize when deceit comes in. So make a habit of intentionally and expectantly listening for whatever God wants to tell you. It's more important to become a person who listens regularly to God than it is to constantly ask God to give you guidance. He'll give it to you if you're desiring just to spend time with him. You know, we can come boldly before the throne of God. That speaks volumes. Moses was in the Old Testament. Now Jesus died on the cross for us. We have a new relationship. We can just come boldly to the throne of God. We can come and approach God, it says in Ephesians chapter 3, with freedom and confidence. Let's go for it. We have to live in this place where we have no more excuses whatsoever, but we come before the Lord. We come because we desire Him. We, we come because He's our Heavenly Father. We come because He's our friend, and He wants great and wonderful things for us. So, Lord, I pray right now that you will just speak volumes, that you will just encounter every single person that is listening today, Lord God, to these, this message, that, Lord, they hear you. They hear what you have to say. Lord God, guide and direct them so that they develop this friendship, this one-on-one -on -one wonderful friendship with you. And Lord God, I thank you right now that you're breaking off all lies, all demonic spirits, anything at all that is interfering in their having a divine relationship with you. And I praise you, Lord God, for that in your precious and holy name. Amen. excited about where God takes you in our journey together. I truly believe great exploits await you. Visit my website loisfwelling.com for books, blogs, and messages to reach your new level in the Lord. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, or review the show on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel and grow the kingdom of God.